0: Today's scripture is from Genesis, chapter 21, verses 8 to 21. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit along with my son, Isaac. The matter was very distressing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not be distressed because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, for it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named for you. As for the son of the slave woman, I will make a nation of him also because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot, for she said, Do not let me look on the death of the child. As she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid. For god has heard the voice of the boy where he is come lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand for i will make a great nation of him then god opened her eyes and she saw a well of water she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink god was with the boy and he grew up he lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow he lived in the wilderness of paran and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. This is the story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God.
1: Let us be in a spirit of prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Rock and our Redeemer. And may we, like Samuel, cry out and say, Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. Some first graders were asked to draw a picture of God in their Sunday school class, and their finished products demonstrated some interesting theology. One child drew a colorful rainbow as her expression of God. Another drew God as an old man, coming from the clouds one little boy who was very fastidious and concentrating hard drew god looking an awful lot like superman and the most interesting one was from a little girl who brought her finished paper to the teacher and said i didn't know what god looked like so i drew a picture of my daddy isn't that wonderful here on father's day to be recognizing our own human parents as reflecting the divine parent and here we have in the scripture that Ben has read a story of a parent in Abraham faced with a difficult choice you may remember the story of Abraham whose wife Sarah was unable to bear children But God had promised Abraham that he would bless him as the parent of many nations. There came a time when Sarah wasn't sure how this promise could be fulfilled. And so she said to Abraham that he should go to her slave girl, Hagar, and bear a child that way. And so Hagar did, in fact, bear a child whose name is Ishmael. You may remember also this story later in Scripture where God comes to Sarah in her old age and tells her that she will have a child. And of course, this made her laugh because it had ceased to be the way of women with her. But she did, in fact, bear a child, and they named him Isaac, son of laughter. There came a time when the two boys were playing, Ishmael and Isaac, And Sarah looked and recognized that Ishmael, as the older child, would be the one to receive the double portion of the inheritance. And she became jealous, and wanting her own son Isaac to be the one with privilege. And so she asked her husband Abraham to send the child Ishmael and his mother Hagar away. This broke Abraham's heart and he sought guidance from God and God told him that he should in fact send Ishmael and Hagar away and that God would take care of them and so Abraham did as he was asked and there during the time in the wilderness Hagar became disheartened she could hear her son's cries under a bush and she had to turn away because she couldn't bear to see him die such a horrible death of thirst in the wilderness. But her eyes were opened to the promise of God, and the fact that God would provide for them, even in their despair. Her eyes were opened, and she had felt God to be a God who had seen her, and had heard the cries of her son. In fact, that word Ishmael, that name Ishmael, means the God who hears. It's an important part of the story because this is not the first time that Hagar has been in the wilderness or that Hagar has had an experience of God. Back in chapter 16, verse 13, she is wandering in the wilderness pregnant after having fled from a conflict with Sarah. And she ends up speaking with the Lord, and even calling on the Lord by name, a God of seeing. This is back in chapter 16, verse 13. So now for the second time in her life, Hagar is visited by God, or an angel of God. Often in Genesis, we're not sure if it's God, God's self, or an angel. God heard the voice of the lad, and as I said his name in Hebrew actually means God heard God hears the cries of the outcast and abandoned and has compassion God compels us to hear those voices as well for us to be woke in the midst of a time when we need to be alerted to the fact that certain things represent racism So first, the angel of God informs Hagar that God has heard the child's cry and that she should arise and take the child's hand, for God will make a great nation of Ishmael as well. And secondly, Hagar's eyes are open so that she sees a well of water nearby, from which she and her child may drink. Ishmael grows up under divine protection, becomes an expert bowman, marries an Egyptian woman, has 12 children, and becomes the father of a great nation himself, just as God has promised. All of those who follow Islam trace their heritage back to Abraham, just like we do, but through Ishmael instead of Isaac. Now, God's choosing of one particular people, Isaac, instead of Ishmael, is a scandalous matter. In Genesis 12, 3, we hear that Isaac's progeny are blessed to be a blessing and a priestly kingdom in Exodus 19. But that does not entitle the children of Isaac to an exclusive claim on God's care or on God's presence. We know from this passage that God's care is for all God's children, that they will all be blessed. John Levinson, a Jewish scholar, puts it this way, God was with the boy. Ishmael is read out of the covenant, but emphatically included in the promise that it is larger than the covenant that preceded it. Our impression is that God was busy selecting the people of Israel as his chosen and special ones and rejecting everybody else, but that's not true. Cain's offering is not accepted, but Abel's is. These are some examples. Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back at Sodom. Noah and his family were exclusively selected to survive the great flood. Israel was chosen, but not the other tribes of the world. Isaac, not Ishmael. But God is also a God of the outcasts. Perhaps even more so as we read in the story of the the sheep in which one goes astray. God is there for all of God's children. As the old hymn reminds us, there's a wideness in God's mercy, like the wideness of the sea. We cannot limit God's mercy. God hears the cry of the abandoned. God hears the cry of the outcast. God saves. Our chosenness as people of faith does not mean we have a corner on God. Divine love makes the same promises to both Isaac and Ishmael. The difference is the calling. Isaac and his progeny were called to the task of being the means through which God would bless the nations, the the, the method by which we would receive Jesus Christ, the revelation of God to the world. We're called to model faithful relationship to God, to show and tell God's love for the whole world. But. Each and every one of God's children has direct gifts, specific gifts to share with the world. You may know that this past Friday was something called Juneteenth. It was the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the end of slavery in the United States back in 1865 it took a while for president lincoln's emancipation proclamation signed two and a half years earlier to reach galveston texas to reach the slave owners there so that they might also know that the war had ended and that slaves were free god is the god of those who are oppressed god is the god of those who are who are trod upon by unjust systems And we, if we are in a position of privilege, are called to be the one to dismantle those systems of racism. And I have great hope that that is beginning to happen. With schools beginning to understand that their mascots represent racist times and themes. With statues of war heroes being recognized for what they are and what they represent for brand names of products that we all use that would just be sort of blindly in the background and now it's becoming apparent to us as we are woke as our eyes are opened that these are part of the system of injustice that oppresses our brothers and sisters Fred Craddock tells the story of a man who had some Experiences in his life of being ridiculed and bullied. As a boy, this particular man had recognized that his mother had not been married when he was born. And often the townspeople would say, I wonder who his father is. When he was about twelve, a new pastor came into the little boy's community. And The boy thought he would like to hear what the pastor had to say and would sneak into church, but not wanting to be caught by any of the people there, he would sneak out at the end, sit near the back so that he wouldn't be seen. One day he was so enthralled by the sermon and the singing that he stayed a little too long, and before he knew it, a large hand had come down on his shoulder. And the pastor himself asked the little boy, What's your name? Whose boy are you? The boy's young heart sank with the question because he knew he didn't have a father, the person that the pastor was asking about. But then the preacher went on, Wait a minute, I know who you are. The family resemblance is unmistakable. You are a child of God. And with that, he patted the boy on the back and added, Boy, that's quite an inheritance. Go and claim it. So just as all of us are the beloved children of the divine parent who lavishes love and security and protection on us, so are we who are privileged in this society called to do something about the systems of injustice that oppress our brothers and sisters, that oppress people who are different in whatever way, We are called to be loving to one another, to lift each other up so that equality is the name of the land, not division, not inequality. God hears the cries of the oppressed and vulnerable, sees their suffering, and brings their redemption, compelling us as disciples of Christ Jesus to help lead the way. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Amen.